Hi folks, welcome along to another episode of the Endless Celts podcast. This is episode 89. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome along beside me uh, John and Willie. How are these guys? Oh, good, mate. Yeah, good. It's good to be back as well. It's been a while. Uh, I was going to say that, aye. You've been in London, Julian. (laughs) There'll be people watching this like, who the fuck's this guy? (laughs) I'm John, by the way. (laughs) Aye. A a new guest. I'm a new guest, aye. When was the last time you were on it? It would have been the Ross McCall one, eh? Well, the Ross McCall one was... the Ross McCall interview, but before that, just a regular episode. I I couldn't even tell you what number it was. It was a while ago, though. Mm, no. so the, look, how, viewers... look how look how we've flourished, without you. <laughs> I know, man. I'm, I'm I'm so proud of the work he's have done. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. It's good to hear you back, seriously. Nah, but uh, anyway, we'll go on with the we'll go on with the show. So um, we'll just obviously start off with the the sad news uh, that obviously. Our former manager, Vimy Anson, passed away. Uh, so just like to sort of pay tribute to him. Uh, and I just want to read uh, a wee bit. It's, it was words quipped by a, a commentator called Roddy Forsyth uh, back when we clinched the league title. And I just want to read these words because I just think it's quite poignant for uh, what we're talking about. Uh, so it went, uh, scarfs, banners, jerseys, green and white hoops, raised in triumph. It may not have been a vintage championship, but believe me, it will taste as sweet to these Celtic supporters as any they have ever secured. Anything they have ever secured, because they have stopped Rangers from taking away the history book record of ten in a row. And perhaps the best tribute should be paid simply by listening for a few seconds to the Celtic fans singing their beloved anthem, "You'll Never Walk Alone." Now, for me. That any time I hear that, it gives me shivers. And for me, that that sort of sums up what a uh, Wim uh, what Vim gave us in uh, that solitary year. He was in charge, and the legacy he left behind. He, there's only one word for it: legend. Uh, and I would just sort of like to say, on behalf of always at the podcast, that we'd like to pass on our sincerest condolences uh, to his friends and family at this difficult time. R.I.P. Vim. Well said, mate. Well said. Hail, hail. Right. Uh, so we'll just move on right onto the podcast and onto some lighter stuff. Uh, and we'll touch on, obviously, the game that uh, happened last night at Tynecastle. Um, I mean, no Kyogo, no Rogic, no McGregor, no Turnbull, no Maeda. No problem, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly until the last half hour, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I mean, for me, I thought we, <sighs> well, I thought we started uh, all right. I thought Hearts pressed really well, uh, put us under pressure, and like you expect uh, at Tynecastle and any time, especially under the lights. I uh, thought we weathered that and then sort of came into our own and got our goals and never really looked back in the first half uh, after the first 20 minutes. And then obviously the second half was a bit different with the dig it out. Uh, but I mean, what what was your sort of thoughts on the game, John? I I I I'm in agree with you, mate. It's the, the 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 first few minutes of the game was a wee bit shaky, like struggled to find our feet a wee bit. But I think for the lot for the most part we dominated that second half, and I thought we were outstanding. Uh, we got the two cracking goals during it as well. Uh, a lot of standout performances, and like you said, there was a lot of guys in that uh, that team missing, be it injury or international duty or whatever. Uh, but the guys that came in and took their place, uh, O'Reilly's debut as well, they, they, they played their part, and I thought it was a great first half. Uh, the second half, we started all right, was a wee bit more of the same at the start of the second half, but then we just kind of went a bit. I don't know if that was doing to tired legs or whatever the case may be, but. We definitely didn't make it easy, like you said, for that last half hour or so. Uh, we made it difficult for ourselves. But uh, we'd done the job, which is the main thing, and secured the three points. So can't complain. Aye, I mean, uh, I have to agree with that. At the end of the day, right now, it's performances are great, but the result is all that matters, especially when we're behind Rangers in the race at the moment. But come to yourself, Willie, what, what was your sort of take on the game? I just echo everything you said. I was going to be bang on when I was you're saying about the performances, and I it's nice to um, 
nice to put teams away five six now and stuff. But if you, if you're winning games, you're getting the three points. That's all that matters. Uh, I thought we were excellent first half at halftime. I thought we were going to go on and win three four five now. Um, I thought we were superb. I thought there was. I know we'll go on to the individual performances, but I thought there were several guys that were absolutely outstanding. Uh, to go away to one of the hardest venues we'll go to this season, I really believe that. I think the Hearts are a proper decent side this year. Um, we had a depleted squad. Uh, I mean, O'Reilly played and he's only been in the door two minutes. Uh, and, and play like we did the first half. I, I, we're always susceptible to the counter-attack, which I thought second half we were looking a bit shady sometimes. But um, to go away and get the three points... So that matters. Some big performances for a few of the guys, and um, absolutely delighted. Great night's work. Aye, I totally agree with that. And I, I think just what you touched on there, Willie, about like say Riley just coming into the team straight away and turning in a good performance. I think it's great that we're actually signing players now, and they're they're pretty much ready to go into the team. I mean, Hatati or Riley have came in and they've made like no the difference, but they've. Had big, big performances in the the, the opening couple of matches, uh, and I, I think that we've not had that for a long time. So, I mean, under Neil Lennon, you would buy players, and you think they were just going to go right into the team, and you, you wait six months to see them. Uh, so it's refreshing on that sort of side of things. But um, I just going on to sort of individual performances. Uh, I think we probably just start with Haggis, Neeps and Hattati's goal. I mean, that was... <laughs> Had to get that in there, eh? It's right. absolutely outstanding, Potter. But uh, what a strike. Uh, what was you... And I mean, Jacob Marcus as well. I thought another great performance and he got his goal again. And what about a... a can't mind what the word is. Improvisation. Uh, to get that into the net. What was your thoughts on uh, the goals and both their performances, John? I, 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 Hattai, since he's came in, has been an absolute revelation, man. He's, I think Celtic fans have just fell in love with him the same way we did with Kyogo. Um, I mean, that's... Well, he's he came first his debut with the man of the match performance. Then that game last night, he scored a goal like that. And again, he, by the way, he, he was up there for man of the match as well for me. Uh, I thought he had an absolutely incredible game. Um, he definitely looks apart. And like you mentioned, Ross, see these guys coming in. One of the things that we were screaming for prior to that transfer window, or even just prior <coughs> before the start of the season, was we, how much we needed players to cover in depth. But now. You've got guys like Iguchi coming in who who looks decent. We've got Hatati coming in who looks like he's cemented his place in that team at this point. Who do you take, who do you drop him for? And mm-hmm. he's, he's he's put Ange in a really difficult position now because we've got a really stacked, talented midfield. Because when you've got the likes of Turnbull back, you've got Rogic back uh, to full fitness, um, and you're having to pick because he only really plays with the three. So. It's going to be interesting to see, but the fact that we've got that kind of calibre of talent there and he's able to rotate them uh, is going to serve as well, I think, in the long run, especially this latter half of this season. Uh, as for Yakumakis, I mean, I think there's been a few years I've been a wee bit critical of him um, because he's no kind of hit the ground running, but at the same time, he's no really had many chances. He's had a couple of injury problems before he came in. And people always refer back to that penalty miss. Um, and maybe that put a dent in his confidence a wee bit, but he needed, he, he, this. I think he's needed this, uh, a wee bit of run of game time and a couple of goals to sort of build his confidence back up and show us what he's capable of because there's definitely a goal scorer there. You don't just finish top goal scorer in the Dutch league if you've no got it. So, exactly. for me, uh, for me, he, he, <coughs> I mean, he showed what he's capable of doing. He, his movement's good. He's, he's strong on the ball as well, but that touch to score his goal, like he says, the improvisation to do that, the creativity, uh, and the technique to, to hit it the way he did with, and the confidence to do it as well just shows that, he, he, that there's a player in there and I think that that would have done them the world of good so I think going forward uh, we're definitely in a much better place um, obviously we're played with injuries at the minute in a couple of international call-ups but see once all that's out of the way and these guys start coming back in I think we're going to be flying Aye, I mean, I mean when you look at it when players 
like they've obviously had to go away in international duty a couple of them and then there's some injuries obviously with the thuggery last week at Alloa but uh, I mean after the Alloa game I was worried about the players coming in I was worried about the midfield you're, you're worried about who the, the front three is going to be and I think that most of my worries were put to bed last night in that first half that these guys will come in and it will not take a lot away for the team uh, which is in turn has shown that we've now in this short space of time built a squad that's got strength and depth uh, and it's uh, it's just good it just bodes well for us going forward but um, yep. just uh, coming to you William just just tell me what you thought of the, the, the two finishes in general for both of them Superb Patati's just what a player man he's my new hero I love him see down to the whole like, like Kyogo back to the Alloa game he's at half time he's on the bench and he's high-fiving every player as they come out <coughs> just a proper team player love just and he's he's got everything in that midfield I think we've really really found a gem he's um, decent in the tackle he's, he's he's range of passing he's and like for his goal, he, he, he gave the ball away and he, he didn't actually win it back. But I, I think it was his high press that kind of um, mm-hmm. uh, led to the mistake for him to get the ball back. And then what a strike. I, I think it was by Gordon before, he's even, before he even thinks it's left his foot. Um, yeah. Superb finish. And what a player I think we've got. And I think like what you're touching on, it's the biggest thing for me is because we've got the depth again, is like... <laughs> We've been missing Turnbull for however many months and nobody's batted an eyelid. I think there's people on Twitter. I, I was sitting on Twitter the other day and it was, there was a question about your, what, what your first 11 would be and not one person's got David Turnbull in it. And if you said that last season, if we missed Turnbull the last three months of last season, we would have been up creek without a paddle because he was Aye. he was carrying he was carrying our team. Now he's not on the side and we're, we're, we're still flying. So it speaks volumes. And I, I've, I really like have we lost them? Uh, again. <laughs> Just for anybody that's watching this, um, uh, we apologise obviously back. for the connection issue. <laughs> All right, oh, he's, he's back. back. He's back. You cut out there a bit, William. I was just. I, know. I, I was just. Go ahead, mate. I was. <laughs> It's not me again, is he? Yeah, thank you. Sorry. See, he, he, he's, he's recording for his garage and he's having to do it. At the, he's got broadband issues, so he's having to do it for a Wi-Fi hotspot. So he's dropping in and out. So obviously we apologise for that. But but I think he's getting the broadband sorted. Uh, time for the next. Once he gets it sorted, we'll be all right. We'll be all good. <laughs> in a minute, we're just... He's all back right. again. Welcome back. Very there. <laughs> Shambles. So you were saying no, Giacomacus? Aye, you're talking about Giacomacus. <laughs> That's what that is, mate. I was saying it on the Tuesday's pod as well. I think that with Andrew's style, how we get the ball wide and, and create chances and get plenty of crosses in the box, it's like made for Giacomacus. He should score barrel loads of goals in, in this team. And it's a totally different option to the likes of Kyogo or Maeda. Um, I thought he was led the line brilliant last night and he did all the, 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 the dirty stuff as well. And he t- proper tussle with Halkett all night. Um, so I there was the, the two of them, and he, obviously his goal was just superb, great, Aye. great finish. Uh, so I, I thought the two of them had a great game. Aye, and I mean, just what you're saying there about Jacob Marcus. I mean, uh, Kyogo's injured, Maeda's away uh, on international duty, and he comes in, and again he's he's scoring goals. Maeda came in, he scored goals. Kyogo, we know what he does. That's three guys in there that can play the central role. Two of them can also play it wide, and they're bringing the goals to the team that they've brought. I, I just think that, like our forward line it, for for years we played one up top, and you were screaming for two up top. Now essentially we've got three up top, and then another three to come in, and we can just alternate it all the time. It's just. It's so exciting. It's brilliant. I think the way he's added to the team, uh, Postacoglu, has been absolutely phenomenal. And they're all exciting players. It's just great. It's uh, Honestly, it's I've not enjoyed watching a Celtic team as much as I enjoy watching a Celtic team in a long, long time. And I think he's probably echo that. Um, yeah, but 
it's, it's great. I mean, even coming on to, like, say, O'Reilly as well, coming into the midfield, first game, comes in, does really well, doesn't he, doesn't he look nervous, just looks a proper player, he's got a delivery on him. Uh, what did you think of his uh, debut performance, John? I thought, be, I mean, it couldn't have, he had a great performance. I mean, I think the only the only blemish he had was that sort of handball incident, but I mean, that wasn't his fault. No. Um, but other than that, I thought he had, like, I mean, you can't really ask for a better start. He played really well. Uh, we, we, got, we got the three points. Um, but like you said, he, his delivery has been great. I mean, we've been missing that a wee bit since Turnbull's been out. Um, but he looks like he's somebody who we can rely on in these sort of set pieces, uh, whip my ball and it pokes for corners mm-hmm. and things like that. I'd, I'd like to see him how, how he fares free kick wise because he looked like he's got a, a decent peg on him. So it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds going forward. But I thought it, it was a assured performance, he was like confident and he didn't look out of place. He, he, he looked like he'd been playing there for months with everybody. Like you said, he just came in out of the blue. And, he, mm-hmm. and he's been thrust into that side, and he, he played there with, the, with everybody like he'd been there for months. So, I it looks like we've got a bit of another bargain on our hands uh, and another top player. And there's a lot of comparisons being drawn between him and Rogic. I think it's very, it's way too early to be calling that, but I can see why they say it. Yeah, uh, he's not quite got the feet Rogic has in terms of beating a player, though, or at least at this point he's not showing that. It's going to be very hard pressed to. To sort of live up to that, but I, I can, I can see why he's getting these comparisons, uh, especially in terms of him holding up a ball and his, his ability to pass. And uh, he, he, he definitely looks a player. I was very happy with his performance yesterday. All right, I was impressed with how. I don't know if it's Angie's instilled it into him really quickly, or if it, if that's his game. I was impressed with how quickly he moved the ball on. Wasn't he like holding on to it for too long? He was just keeping the ball moving all the time, and he got his. Uh, he got his assist as well last night uh, for Giacomacus. I'm sure it was something played it into him, wasn't it? He got himself right. into some crank. It was I. Right. He got himself into some cracking positions as well. He, he, mm-hmm. he, opportunities to score goals, and that's what you want: is guys creating their own space and getting into these bits because that's I think that's something that we've sort of been missing. Um, because we know how compact defenses are against us. We do, you dominate possession against most of these teams, and they all sit back. Um, every every man behind the ball, and you're trying to break them down. So to have players like Kyogo and Maeda, guys like Jota who can sort of unlock defences, get in behind people, create space. He looks like another player who is capable of doing that for us, so i definitely mm. happy. I think probably the biggest compliment you could pay the midfield three last night was we probably didn't miss McGregor as much as we expected to. But I mean, of course you miss him. He's your captain and he's absolutely quality, but it wasn't as glaring as, as what we, we probably thought before the game. Um, but moving on to another player, I'll come to you, Wally. Uh, this is one that me and you have had uh, our sort of reservations up and down about. I think you know who I'm okay. going to say, Mister Starfelt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, like I say, I've been up and down with him. Not quite sure, but again, last night I thought he was very assured. Uh, one of his, one of his jewels. Never made a mistake last night for the first time in a wee while. That's a really good game. What was your, your thoughts on him? I totally agree. I, I've been quite a critic, uh, to say the least. Uh, I, like I say, it's just uh, to start his Celtic career, I just felt like he had that one mistake in him per game that led to a proper goal-scoring chance. But he's, he, he's he, I think he's starting to settle in. I think he has been very good. Um the last few weeks and before the break there and I thought last night was uh, one of his better, best games for us I thought he was excellent um, we need him in there especially where we've got a bit of a weakness with these set pieces there was a few corners again last night that you're sitting with your head in your hands thinking geez uh, but I thought uh, I thought he was excellent and he's getting a lot more confident with bringing the ball out for the back as well I think so I thought he was superb uh, and I to touch what you said on as well Ross I, I think you're bang on about that midfield last night there's never one. There was never one point I thought oh, we're missing McGregor and we're needing McGregor in the, in the middle mm-hmm. of the park. I thought the three of them were excellent. And to touch on uh, O'Reilly as well, just quickly, I thought he was. I, I, it was as good a debut as you'll see. He's, he, I mean, I think he got man of the match in the end. The chances he created. I did. I, 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 I do see the similarities with what people are saying. With Rogic, I think he carries the ball great, and he, he's obviously find a find a pass and 
and his delivery was excellent. I just, I think it was a, a really, really proper eye-opening performance for us with, with certain individuals. I thought, um, I thought we were excellent, uh, and as much as like the last ten minutes, your your bumhole was going a wee bit. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought the, I, I thought it, it's as good as a performance. And you know what? Sometimes these performances, I think, are um, better than five 0 victories. The ones that you've got to grind out in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what champions are made of. It's not about going out and, and putting everybody to sword every week. It's about grinding these results out as well. And I thought we were by far the better side and deserved the three points. Uh, so it was an excellent night, in my opinion. I, I mean, I totally agree with that there. I think performances and results like last night are sort of character building, for certainly as a team. It tells you more about the team and where they're at, I think, sometimes mentally. And I think that they proved last night that they're up for the fight when and when again the backs to the wall and stuff because it was they they can still defend their goal and you touched on the corners there I know where you're coming from but I think we defended our box generally pretty well throughout the game uh, so I I agree I, I totally agree with what you've just said there uh, I thought we'll Beaton by the way see Beaton uh, as well see the start of the season I. Genuinely wouldn't have been bothered if he if if we lost him or no. Um, it was probably possibly because we've been playing him centre half for the past three years. Aye, absolutely is. By the way, can I just say you that was absolutely seamless there. That's where I was going to go into next. What a guy. I see. I see new as well. William. I think he's. I think it's disappointing when he misses out in the first eleven. Uh, he's been that good for us this season. Uh, what what a transformation! I, I totally agree with that. I, I mean, I've been saying for a wee while now that as a number six, as a midfielder, Beaton is ve- more than good. He's very good, uh, and for a long time, I've said it in previous podcasts, he was judged as a Celtic player being a defender when that's not what he is. And everybody was saying he was right. He did make sometimes his temperament, even last night. Uh, Aye. He was a bit. He was lucky to stay aye, on the was, park. Was a couple of, aye. <laughs> aye, because I mean, he's he's handballed that. He's meant it. It's a booting, <laughs> and he was already booked. But I, I just thought it's weird. Because, I don't know what you think, John. But like he he's coming into the team. He's not playing every week, but he's come into the team last night and he's made captain. I think it was deserved. Like I was quite I, more than happy for him to be captain. What what what, what do you think? I mean, I think I think the captaincy was sort of in part of obviously how long he's been in the team. There was Aye. it was between him and Forrest in terms of like length of tenure. But Joe Hart he's somebody. Aye, but What's I mean, that? I thought Joe Hart would have been made captain. Honestly, um, when we knew Carmack was out, I was I was expecting it to be Joe Hart. So I was a wee bit surprised when it was beat on. Uh, but I mean, he's done he, it already he, this season. Aye. No. But he, he, he done. I mean, he done an outstanding job in the middle of the park, and I think he, if you're going to have somebody as your captain, you want them in that sort of area, that position, because he sort of sort of controls the midfield and he's he's able to communicate with his back and front lines. But I, what William was saying there about him, like he's been judged a lot lately, which unfairly on his performances uh, out of position as a defender in recent years. But he's shown when he gets into the position that he's naturally plays and, and, and where he's comfortable, he's he's outstanding and he's solid mm-hmm. and you can rely on him as well. And one of the one of the things that we all spoke about early on in this podcast when we first started that before we started making signings, and even during after excuse me, after the first window was bringing in a midfielder with a bit of dig and stuff like that. And I think Beaton gives us that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I mean, seeing Beaton come in and then seeing the performances he's been putting in and having that sense of reliability uh, gives me a bit of confidence and before where we were on agreement I we needed a, a player to come in like that since we lost Scott Brown we've not had anybody in there but I think Beaton can be that and he's shown that he's got it in him uh, I think and I, I thought he, he was one of the better players on the park last night for me I thought it was a great mm-hmm. performance Aye I agree with that I think it, he's quite deceiving Beaton as well because he, he just looks like a big tall lanky guy that's no got like digger that about him but he, he has got a bit of dig he knows how to break up the play but he's also quite graceful and he's, he, he can actually play 
Mm-hmm. I think people Aye. forget that. Aye, he's got um, a very good passing range. Mm-hmm. And he's one of, I, I like I like that's why I like him in the number six as well, because he can he, he's quite happy to take <coughs> two positions and have one touch passes here and there and, and and but he breaks up the play as well. I think he's been superb this year. Absolutely brilliant. Aye, and when he Aye. takes a shot for 40 yards, he's got Ryan Christie's boots on. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I just touch on that? We, we Remember, we were saying, uh, it was a while ago because it was when I was last on, <laughs> I was saying about <laughs> wishing wishing people, or at least wishing players, because we seem to, do, the way we've been playing under Ange is, like I say, we're dominating possession on that, and it's it's absolutely incredible to watch, but We've all noticed that it's it's the same thing all the time. You're going, you're utilising your left and right. So Jota and Abad are really, and it's crossing the ball into the box, and it's a packed box. And you've got guys like Kyogo there, who were never getting on the end of high balls or anything like that. So we'd, we'd always been saying, I wish we'd take more chances for outside the box and tested them for a bit of range and sort of drew them out and then they like give them something to think about. Hatati proved last night that. Taking your chance for that kind of range can bear fruits essentially. So, like, why no? Um, but it's Sky Sports, and I don't believe this fucking stuff Aye. for a minute. But it's Sky Sports. I, 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 I couldn't believe Me it. Me too. We've had the most shots outside the box this year. I buy about 40. Aye. Aye. No, I, could, I, no. I actually sat there and went, fucking hell, we've been like. I think it was like 75, but I think Ryan Christie had 145 of them before he left. Uh, <laughs> I, I genuinely think they're I genuinely think they're counting terrible crosses as well. Aye, they must be because see watching start. the games, there's absolutely no way we've taken that. I don't many. know, like I think I, I, a bad and Jota like to cut in and get a shot away, so I reckon the majority uh, of them could be. But are they really outside the box though? They tend to be like running about the edges of the box, but they're generally inside for what I remember. And I don't know. I just, I just, I was, I was really surprised when I, when it came up. Aye, like, I mean, the, the I real... think we all were. Well, if Ailey <laughs> like, Barber's saying it, I believe it, 100%. Aye, aye, aye. whatever <laughs> she says is gospel, it's fine. Oh, aye. <laughs> Love her, man. Except for when she's pandering to Chris Boyd. Who was it? Was it Andy Walker? Uh, just going back to Hitachi's goal, was it Andy Walker that said a prime, or, aye, a prime Craig Gordon would have saved that? Aye, what time? He also time. said something about us getting. We need to get a VAR in because Diakamakis's goal was offside, and then said that the Hearts one was touch and go. Aye, he's <laughs> a wee turncoat man. Aye, he talks man. Just get off the telly, man. Get in the seat. Absolute man. But anyway, moving on <laughs> swiftly. Aye, moving on. <laughs> knocking everyone at Sky Sports. And <laughs> 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 uh, finally, just why I talk about uh, obviously Jota. Uh, I think he was absolutely outstanding last night. Certainly in the first half, like a lot of our players, he just runs at his man and almost every time beats him, gets a good ball in, gets a shot off. thought he was brilliant last night. But I want to sort of touch on, and this one's for John first, uh, I want to touch on the relationship with him and Greg Taylor. Because uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, personally, that they're they're building up quite a good relationship down that side. Uh, and nah, <laughs> I think they are. And I think Greg Taylor mm. being in on the left hand side, I think brings more balance to the team than say a Juranovic uh, playing in there. I I just think for me they work really well and they're building up a really good understanding. I know it's coming for you, but uh you take the floor, John. <laughs> First of all, I just want to comment on Jota, right? I think he's absolutely incredible. He's phenomenal. He's he's too good for this league, we'll be honest. Like Van Dyke is when he came in, we all seen it. We knew that he was destined for bigger and better things. He strolled it, he made it look easy. Jota is very much doing the exact same thing. Uh, and it's an absolute joy to watch and it, it's it'll be an, it, we have to sign him. Like it there's no two ways about it. If if there's a deal to be done there. We need to do everything we can to try and tempt him to stay. I know it ultimately <coughs> comes down to the player. Oh yeah, but he looks happy and he looks like he's. I think we we, we touched on like he's shot him in IKEA and all that. You don't do that kind of stuff if you're only here for another couple of months. But it's it, only it's, it's, <laughs> it's paramount that uh, we try and get him to stay. In regards to his partnership with Greg Taylor, Jota is 
at the caliber of player where anybody playing run about him, he's going to make look good, or the, the partnership is going to look good. It doesn't matter who you play there. It, Scales and Jota linked up well in the, the games that Scales have played. Juranovic and Jota linked up well in the games think, that they played. So, do I think what? Do, do you think that? Uh, <laughs> and this is nice slant on Scales, by the way, because I like him. But do you think would you trust Scales over Greg Taylor in that match yes. last night at Tynecastle? I would, yes. Defensively, I like skills, up against it. I don't Listen, know. Like. I, I the skills this for the for what I've seen the skills he's not put a foot wrong. He, and this is another guy. He's 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 much bigger than Taylor is. He's stronger on the ball. He's a I'd, I would say he's as good as if not better passer than the ball. Than oh Taylor. yeah, that's right. He's a better got a better. He's a better. He's a he's got a better final ball than Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor could I don't know what it is with Taylor. I don't know a better why. defender. Well, that remains to be seen. But do you know who is a better defender? Juranovic. And we, we briefly like touched it. on this last night, Ross, right? Juranovic is a better defender than Taylor. Come on. I don't know. I think so, no. On the oh, right, Even on the left. See when, see when Taylor, Taylor was out injured, right? When when Juranovic um, is on the left, I think it, he's, he, he gets taken away from his game a bit. Nah. Are you, Going are you forward. telling me, so, you're honestly saying when, when Taylor was out injured, and Juranovic was our sort of mainstay on that left side, that he wasn't contributing. Oh, he was, aye, absolutely. But I think he's contributing more on the right-hand side than for us than what he, he was on the I left. Think, I think when you look at our back four, right, <clears throat> Carter Vickers is a shoe in That's the first name in the team sheet in terms of defence, absolutely. At the minute, Starfelt's the other man. It's a bit unfortunate for Welsh because Welsh for me, has been absolutely solid. He's been superb. And you know that if, if need be, you can call on him and there's a bit of confidence as, as fans. We've got confidence in him, right? On that left side, it's a position that we've been screaming for uh, to get quality and skills. Maybe it's not the sort of level we were kind of expecting or hoping for in terms of that left side of defence. Ball and golly, by all accounts, is for, he's done. Um, mm. But So you've got Taylor Skills... And that's in Montgomery, but <laughs> Montgomery's but he, he'll, be, he'll be going in one, which is a good move for him. But you've we've only got the two boys, right? And then you've got Juranovic, who is comfortable playing in the left. He's shown that he's proved that. And obviously is confident in playing in the left. And Juranovic himself obviously doesn't care where he's playing as long as he's playing. When we had Juranovic on the left, we then had Ralston at right back, right? Ralston, for me, the fact that we're dropping, and this is what really gets me, right? And like I said, Taylor's probably a really nice guy. I don't have anything against him as a person, but as a player, I don't think he's How you do? <laughs> I don't. I just I, I just think as a player, he's he's nowhere near good enough. I, I, I've, I've thought that for day one when we signed him. I was like, why are we signing him? Well, I've never when, understood when we, it. And... I wanted us to sign him. And to be honest with you, at times his deliveries, he's it's no great, but he's passing as well. When... I don't know how many times he's 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 we've lost possession through him making poor decisions in terms of him passing, or how many clear cut chances we maybe had if if somebody with a decent delivery get that ball into the box and how many times he's fluffed it. But listen, as I was saying, for me, he's just no the kind of quality or that level of player that I would expect. He's good I, enough for like sort of a Kilmarnock in that, but like he's at that level. Not. It's better he's, not. he's really he's not. He's Scotland caps. I, I, for me, to be honest with you, for me. Do we need to start rhyming off players who have had Scotland caps that don't deserve them? No, but he did. But no, anyway, for me, for me, when Greg team. Taylor is in our back four, is named in our back four to start a, a Celtic game, I'm happier. I just, I just like him in there. I just, he fills me with confidence. He, he's assured. He, he doesn't exactly give up. He doesn't give up his area. He's, he's. The odd time he, he gets caught out with a ball over the top because he's still trying to get used to playing this inverted fullback position. So he does get caught out. But I, I just, I'm the more biggest problem for me, Ross, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Right, the biggest problem for me is, is. In order to accommodate Taylor coming in to the team, we've had to drop Ralston, who for me has been one of the best players this season. And that's not saying that 
and then bad against Juranovic on the right because he's obviously that's where he plays and he's strong there. But we're losing some. I mean, but, how many goals? But Ralston, Ralston hasn't goal? been. He's not been dropped to accommodate Taylor. He plays in a different position. No, he has though because Ralston's been dropped to accommodate Juranovic to play him in his proper position, and then no. Taylor's been played in his proper position. That's our but fantasy. anyway, anyway, we'll 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 hear I'm not we'll hear some for Willie. We'll hear some for Willie on it. <laughs> Sorry, Thank Christ. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with Ross and totally disagree with John. Juranovic uh, <laughs> wasn't brought in as a left back, so he's no. He's I'm, no I'm aware of that. He's not dropping Ralston for Taylor. He's dropping Ralston for Juranovic. Uh, he's dropping for me, Ralston for Juranovic because yeah. Taylor's came in. No, because he's back not, for he's injury. Not, sorry, but he's not a left Aye. back. We've sat. Oh, we've sat at the start of the season talking about. Um, square pegs and round holes and all the rest of it. That is Juranovic for me in le- the left back position. I don't, I'm not saying he did a bad job. I thought he did decent there. I don't think he set the world alight. I think he's obviously far better on his favoured right side. Greg Taylor's I don't think the that Taylor, I, I, it winds me up that Taylor. No, no, not at all. But uh, nearly Juranovic. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> is, it, 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 it honestly winds me up that Taylor gets so much, so much stick after fans. I think he he gives everything he's got. I'm not saying that he's and I do agree with you. I don't. I, he's 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 not the best player. It's by far, the finisher. Aye, he's not the finisher. Aye, and we could probably I mean, we will we will eventually probably get a better left back in, and he'll be our our, our backup left back. But for me, but right now he's he's our best option for that I position. Think so. And I'll and I'll tell you why as well. Like with regards to um, us going forward. <laughs> <laughs> See when Juranovic played left back and see this style that Ange wants to play. They're winners. Like Jota and Abada, yes, they hit the byline on occasions, but the majority of the time they're coming inside and it's the wing backs that give us the width. I don't mm-hmm. think Juranovic did that when he was left back often enough. I no. think Taylor does. I'm not saying, and, and Taylor's final ball and delivery and everything you're saying, I think I, I agree. It, it's not, he's not the best in the world, but he does give us that width and he does give us that overlap. Um, and I just think he gets he's he's just made the scapegoat for everything. I think like I he's give, he gives the ball away. So does like Hatati gave the ball away countless times last night. But he's the best thing since sliced bread because he's came in and and he's like a new hero. I just think that as soon as Greg Taylor has one wayward pass, it's like oh he's fucking rotten. Get him at the side. And I think it's unfair. I really do. I think he's a I think he's a proper player, and I think he gives us everything he's got. Every time he goes on the pitch, just like Ralston does. Ralston's exact same on the other side. He's not. He's not the. His delivery is not great. He works his socks off. He's a fairly decent defender. He's been excellent for us this year, and he scored goals. But I don't think he's too dissimilar on the other side than Taylor is on that side. I really don't. If you're saying that Ralston's like one of the he best, does, he has added goals, I suppose. But oh, he... definitely, a hundred percent. Uh, he's a bigger, stronger lad, but like I, I'm trying to like weigh up for, for like Ralston's never ever going to be your number one right back in the future. Like I'm a massive fan, and I think he's been. I've said that he's he's one of our players of the year this year, and he definitely is. And like I think it is a bit unfair that he's been put at the side, but I can see where Juranovic coming in, and um, I, I just I just think it's really really unfair. Ralston two or three years ago wasn't good enough either. Couldn't get in the mm-hmm. side, and he's he's rotten now. He's their best player. I think that Juranovic is in his front of Ralston. Sorry, John. How long has Taylor been at Celtic now? Three years, three and a half, three years. Three years, right. We'll say three years. In that three years, he's played regularly. He's been primarily, he's been starting left back, right? Top
I don't think he's good enough for uh, Celtic. And, and by the way, John, see, to be honest with you, that, that's fair enough. You're probably in a majority of Celtic supporters that think like that, and me and Wally are probably in a minority. But uh, me and Wally are right. Good, get up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, again, what I liked, I liked his wee angry face last night. Aye. Don't know who it was at. It was one of the Hearts players. Aye. Aye, Devlin. Devlin, aye. I'll, I'll applaud any Celtic player that stands up for their teammates like that. Aye. Because that's what you. They're a team, they should be doing that for each other. And mm-hmm. fair play to Taylor. He, he got himself. He, he didn't need to, but he got himself involved. And he clearly was raging. Aye. But he's still no. He's still no. <laughs> Well, listen, we'll agree to disagree. I just, I, I thought I would bring that up because I knew it would be a good wee chat and we'd have a good laugh at it. Uh, uh, there's not been, we've not had a fight in the podcast very well. John comes back first week and that's it. Ah, uh, well, I think, it was the Jacob, I think it was the Jacob Hodder that started it. But... <laughs> anyway, so uh, to, to sort of quip Stephen, we'll go for a positive and end on a negative, no, not quite a negative, but um, I thought James Forrest last night was kind of quiet. I, I absolutely love the guy. I love, I think he's a, a don't get what MD says, for me he's a Celtic legend. But uh, last night I thought he was quiet. Uh, what do you think, Wally? Do you think it is it, is it still getting up to speed fitness-wise or do you think he's on the way down? I think so. For, for, so for, so, sorry, I've I just got to say, for me, I, I think that he's still trying to go up to speed, sort aye. of thing. But what, what do you think? Aye, I think so, mate. He's, he's been, it was, he was out for a while there, and um, he's obviously not been getting regular time, uh, regular playing time since he's came back. And it seems like it's a bit sort of like the Mickey Johnson, where he's he's in and then he's he's playing a game and a half or seventy minutes, and then he's he's out for two weeks again, and it's kind of stop start. I think it's hard for him to get going. I did think he had a poor game last night, but I mean, like you said, the boy's a legend. He'll come good again, and and he's, I mean, he's still made his impact this year. He scored the goal in the, in the cup semi. Um, to get us through. I mean, he's still a massive player for us. Big um, game player. Aye, and there's, I mean, there's players going to have poor games. Although I was surprised last night when he turned Jota off with twenty minutes to go, and I was like, this game's no one yet. Um, aye. But I know again. I I just think he's just trying to get back up to speed again, mate. And it's it's tough in this when you're coming back for injury and you've got to play this this high intensity pressing game. It's 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 no easy to get back in the flow of things. So I mean, James Forrest has still got a massive part to play for us for now until the end of the season and beyond. Um, he's a proper legend, absolute legend of the club. I totally agree with that. What do you think on that sort of Forrest thing, John? I would agree. I mean, I, I still reckon there's, he's got a part to play. Like, well, you mentioned there, he, he, he's any player coming back from injury and coming into that team and playing that high intensity football might struggle. I mean, all, these are these are all guys that are still getting used to it in the first place. So, for people that have been injured for the majority coming in, uh, especially players in that kind of position where they're required to run a lot and work a lot, then I mean, it, it's, it's it's I think he, it, it's a Bit unfair to be so harsh on him because we know what he's capable of. Um, I thought last night, it, like he's, I agree. I thought last night it was poor. Um, he, he showed the elements of the old James Forrest that used to frustrate us, where he was being a wee bit too greedy. Because there was there was <coughs> a couple of times last night where I think it was one glaring one in particular where I think where he was him and Jakob Marcus with one defender between them, uh, and Forrest tried to beat his man and. He should have just touched it across the face. Uh, well, just by the defender, Jak Marcus, he'd have probably scored it. Right, kind of that one, but uh, it's when I I was screaming at the telly when it, when it happened, and I was I was just like, he's he can be too greedy sometimes, and that's when there's better options. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll hand it to him. He's obviously still got the confidence to try and beat a man. He's trying at least. He's no he's no flat him and like just. Passing the ball backwards, for example, but uh, he needs to do better. But like I say, I, I still think he's capable. And like William says, I think once he's up to speed a wee bit, uh, and he's had mere minutes in him, then he he he'll, he'll start to hit his stride again. 
Uh, I agree with uh, that with the fact that he's like I I think the last few games I've watched him play, I feel like he has taken one or two touches more than he needs to. Um mm-hmm. when he was flying at his peak, I think it was just all natural. It's just and I think now he's maybe maybe too much in his own head thinking about what he's gonna do rather than just, just letting it happen. But he'll come good again. He's too uh, good I, a player. I, he's too good a player, not he? I think obviously we know that he's not quite up to speed yet. I don't think he looks just as explosive than new, and I hope that the injury that he's no now lost a yard, because uh, that would take away from his like game. It does at the moment, but I, I'm I'm hoping that it's it's just due to needing more minutes. But uh, I mean, time will tell on that. Uh, but uh, it wasn't his best performance last night. But again, we won the game, and he he like played his part in the game, so. Uh, I'm going to move on to the, the sort of post-match interviews uh, and O'Reilly, uh, John. I, I thought it, it was a sort of honest and fair interview. Did you see it? I didn't, mate, no. Did you know, no? Oh, well, that's, no. that's <laughs> that to bed, then, eh? He's just there, though. Basically, he just sort of said that, well, he had cramp and stuff, so it was obvious that he was tired. Uh, he, he basically just said that his calves had gave in towards the end uh, and he, he he was talking about how he'd never played in that sort of atmosphere uh, and it was it was all new to him but he enjoyed it but I just thought it was quite refreshing uh, to to hear him talking like that and just be totally honest he's only yeah. 21 but he, he talks sort of beyond his years for me uh, but I mean I can take that one to Willie if you want if you've never seen oh, it. No, I mean I, I, I will comment on it because just based on what you've told me, because obviously we've seen him go down and it was like we were kinda of worried. I hope he's no torso him or anything like that and it's no another fucking hamstring injury or anything like that. It did just look like cramp. Uh, so I'm glad that that is the case. Uh, but I, I I didn't see his post match interview, but I do like the honesty him, like you said. If that's what you said, then fine. Um mm-hmm. I think that uh, again, he, he he was thrust in. He's just in this. He's just in the door. He's not had time to adjust to the style of football, uh, the, the sort of the, the the intensity and the pace of the game as well. So, for me, like I say, it's absolutely incredible debut, uh, and he done his bit. And once he gets up to speed and he's used to it, I get. I think we're onto a winner, will me? But I I like the honesty. Aye, aye, that. It, it... I think that they're all sort of taking it for Ange and way, once again. Sorry, so no, go just, ahead. Just he mentioned about the, he's never played in an atmosphere like that, and that's only Tynecastle. Aye, I know, but see, to be fair, Tynecastle's fucking electric when Celtic come to town at night, or even during the day. It's <laughs> you're, you're right, you're, they're right in Topi, eh? So it's aye, it's an know. electric atmosphere. It doesn't matter night wait, or day. Wait, wait, till, wait till he hears Park Rent Wednesday. Aye, the venom, the venom comes through the stands at Tynecastle. Just adds to it as well. Even like when they're getting Celtic players the ball back, like they hold it as if they've got a game and then they throw I it. I saw away. them do that a few times like uh, yesterday as well. Aye. Yeah, I mean, if I was that Celtic player, I'd just bang them. <laughs> aye, I think it was Greg Taylor. Should have subbed them off. Put them in the back. <laughs> aye, eh, so, oh, aye, Ange, I think sort of they're all taking their honesty for Ange. Eh, and his interview last night. Once again, he didn't oh, miss whoever was doing the interview. I'll not like say the the whole interview, but there was a bit and he says, eh, "Theirs is offside, theirs is offside. It doesn't matter. We we just played really well tonight. Yeah. You guys want to talk about decisions a lot? It's it just he never misses them. He calls every single hangout. It's brilliant. Every single interview, we've got a new thing to talk about with him. What what did you think of that, Wally? Oh, it's, it's just superb, eh? It's like, it just makes you, I don't know what, it gives you a jitter through your body and just makes you feel 10 foot tall. I love the fact that he's no, because especially at managers all around the world nowadays, they're, they're, they're like politicians avoiding questions and, and trying to, and like Neil Lennon was, I mean, he was sort of did, but then he got back into a corner for a bit and just kind of let loose. But Anne's just like, he calls it out like it is, and I love it. I love that last night. And you Aye. can see, you can see, he actually gets wound up as if to say, "Why are you fucking asking me that question?" Aye, and I love the way how he just calls him, mate. He's like, oh, can, I'm just like analysing the game, mate." And he's, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just unreal. I've never seen anything like it in a manager, and I just, I can't, I'm, I 
running to superlatives for him. And I, I think you're right. I think the likes of Joe Hart as well. I spoke about it when he's interviewing as well. He's the exact same. Every time he speaks, I'm like hushing the whole household up just to, I need to right. hear what he's saying. Um, I thought his post-match uh, was excellent, as usual. He, right. Like you say, he never misses a thing. There's not been one time where I've seen him. I keep saying it on this podcast, hate to be his wife. You cannot win an argument with that man because he's always got some <laughs> comeback or something to say. There's no way. Aye. <clears throat> I, I actually, at, at this point, almost look forward to Angie's interviews <laughs> as much as I do the game. <laughs> What's he got to say? Oh, here's the presser. Full 15 minutes of Ange. Actually, watching man. the game, hoping for a big moment, an offside or a handball, because you can go, yes, he's going to get asked about that Aye. after it, and he's just going to put him right in his place. Aye, absolutely <laughs> runs, whoever it is. They probably dread interviewing him. Oh, I know. Do you, do you remember uh, at the start of the season when he came in and we didn't obviously know too much about him uh, and the, the only real interview we'd seen him was the one where he did kind of lose the heat a bit back in the Australia days where they were calling mm-hmm. him for it to be sacked and all the rest of it and I think we, we were kind of concerned because we know what the Scottish media is like uh, and we know that they'll try and get under your skin and they'll ask you stupid questions to try and trip you up and we were, there was a kind of concern at least for me and I remember us discussing it about whether or not he's going to be able to handle it and mm-hmm. we know that the, the media would, would, would take every opportunity to try and trip him up and pull the rug out from under him and whatever else. But see the fact that, he, like he mentioned, it, it's absolutely incredible just watching him rip the piss out of these reporters because they've been doing it for managers up here for it for years and years and years. And now they've got somebody that they just can't get. And they're, 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 mm-hmm. des- they're so desperately still trying, trying and trying and trying to get him to say something that they can print and twist these fucking words and all the rest of it, but he's just giving them absolutely nothing and he's just calling them out for the idiots that they are. It's fantastic. Aye, I love how he's like, every time there is a question like that, it's pretty much like a, a come on, mate, right? Next question. Aye. He's the next question. Don't he be asking them? Patronising as fuck. Aye. But... <laughs> aye. Quite good at that myself. Patronising, aye. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sarcastic patronising arse I do them all <laughs> uh, anyway so we'll, we'll we'll move on to looking ahead to the Dundee United game at the weekend um, again it goes for the game at Tynecastle to now the game at Dundee United the magnitude of this game is once again you, you can't actually say how big it is, you can't describe how big it is another three points is absolutely what's needed Uh, would you agree with that John? Yeah definitely, I mean every single game we play between now and the end of the season is massive and we're not in a position where we can afford to drop points all we can do is just focus on what we're doing win as many games (laughs) as we possibly can and then hope results go in our favour elsewhere but just need to focus on us um, and if ever if, if everything falls into place and we do our job right, then the we'll, we'll we'll win the league, and I think that's all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're we're for me right now. I think we we look the better team. I know Rangers are grinding out and they're they're not conceding a lot of goals and they're still top of the league. But can I just I, say? And I I I want I, I, I just touch on this right because see through watching Celtic games this season. And the way we play football, we dominate possession. And the way teams set up against us, they're, they're happy to play for draws. They they just, every man in the box. It, Hearts, in fairness to them, actually had a go at us in the second half. But very rarely teams are doing that. Uh-huh. Um, and we're, we're struggling to sort of break them down. Uh, I've watched a couple of Rangers games this season. And it's shocking, I disgustingly admitting that. But <laughs> I've watched a couple and the same teams don't set up the same against them. So... It's like you're seeing us going up against a St Mirren or a Livingston and then it's like we're maybe grinding out a result one nothing and it, it looks a lot less a lot more favourable to them than it does on us and then Rangers are playing them the next following week or whatever and then winning four nothing, five nothing or whatever the case is. But see these games, man, they don't set up the same and see if Rangers open them up against us. We we like you said, I think we're the better team and we will punish them. Well, this is me uh, just talking about uh, Wednesday, but we'll get to that. Aye, but in terms of Dundee United, it's the same, man. It's like I fully expect them to sit back. I fully expect them to play for a draw. They'll be happy with that. They're, I mean, they know if if they see an opportunity to counter attackers, they'll obviously take it. 
but I don't, I can't imagine that it's going to be too much different from what we've seen this season. I think we're going to dominate possession. We're going to be on the forefront in the, uh, the final third and their half for the majority of the game. Another 75 shots outside the box. <laughs> whatever the case may be, but it's it's how many we convert and that's the most important thing. Aye. I think what you're saying there, like I think teams are probably more frightened to open up against Celtic than they are Rangers because well, I'm not saying Rangers are the good players, but I think we are more dynamic going forward. We, we're, we've got more pace. I just think that teams know that if they open up against us, we are, we'll punish them more than what Rangers do. But, uh, I mean, Willie, your thoughts on the, the the magnitude of this game at the weekend against Dundee United? Uh, it's massive. It's, I mean, it's going to go to and fro for now until the end of the season, I think. I mean... We're all sitting watching the game last night and with 20 minutes to go, Livy are holding out at Castle Grayskull and we're we are flying. You're thinking, oh, we're going to get ground here. And then all of a sudden, there's a missed penalty and then they've scored. And you're like, that could have all of a sudden went for one point and it to seven points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's going to go back and forth. Um, I'm expecting I'm expecting pretty much the same as what we've had in the Hearts game there against the United. I think they're a decent side. We made a couple of decent signings in the window as well, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a tough game. But I, I do think I, I do think we'll come away with the result. Um, I think that this window has been massive for us. Managed to get a bit of depth in the squad again now, and I think that we are looking like I, I agree with you. I think we're looking like the best side in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a bit matter of getting on the pitch and, and getting the results and, and showing it. I totally agree with that. Um, so, John, what's your uh, lineup? Your predicted lineup? Uh given the injuries and that in the international call ups, I suspect it's probably going to be the exact same as it was uh against Hearts. Um mm-hmm. I can't see it being much different. I I I am kinda in two minds whether or not I want to see Julian play. I'd like to see him get minutes in him. Because he's back and he's well. on the bench, but like I'd I want I, I I desperately want to see him back in the team, eh? Like I just I think I want to see what kind of partnership he can build with Vickers, but at this point in the season, it would it, potentially a big risk, especially given yeah, I, the fact that we're so close to this next derby game uh, and that all these points are crucial and we need to just make sure that we're on top of things. So I think it's, by and large, it's, it's, it'll be likely the very same team that we, we set up against Hearts. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me, I know what you're saying on the uh, Julian thing, but I just think it's, it's you, you didn't split up. Starfelt and Vickers at this certainly in these running games anyway and at this point of the season uh, but what, what score do you think it will be? I'm going to go 3-0 and Wally line up and score? Uh, I think it will be the same line up but I think he might go with Abada instead of Forrest um, mm-hmm. like you say Forrest didn't have the best of games in Abada I think he's maybe I think he didn't start Abada maybe just because of the wee niggly injury he got in the Aloha game so and I think Abada's flying now so uh, I think you might go back in with him uh, other than that I are pretty much the same I don't think there's um, anybody else that could come back in to the first eleven. to be honest with you not in the midfield anyway you see Calmack by the way can look like the elephant man that's yeah, a sword he one he's got like eh wasn't he half but he's chewing jungle but, Aye, that's a good <laughs> definitely. That's not a fracture. If he's aye, it is. It's, he's nowhere in a mask, and he's chewing chewing him. If you're and the bruising starting to come out as well, bruise so is, that's bruising like a full his face. Mm-hmm. But it's starting aye, to come out. So I think that's a good sign as well. Aye, I so, seen somebody. Uh, by the way, I don't know how to look into it because you can't. Like, I'm like, I don't listen to any fucking nonsense or rumors. But there was a clippy O'Reilly training. Uh, you know how the Celtic do these we're focusing on this one player the day and it's kind of the story in their social media of, of, of how uh, that yeah, day yeah, yeah. and O'Reilly was was in training taking a pass and somebody said Callum, Callum, Callum and he played it off so I don't know if uh, he's in training or not uh, um, but, I, uh, I think but, he'll uh, play against Rangers you think so? I think so yeah. I. I, would, I would I would love it that would be my, imagine imagine if I, uh, Half an hour before the kickoff, and the teams get announced, and, and you're on the Rangers side, and you see that he's playing, you'd be like, Aye. Aye. I think Kyogo uh, starts as well. You think so? Against Rangers. No, honestly, I, I believe it. I, I just keep him hangs under wraps, and, and he's, he's playing it safe. 
he's not getting too much away. But I think come that come the day of the derby when he when he announces that team, we're just gonna be like fucking getting. <laughs> Even if he gives us half an hour, forty minutes, aye. and then has to come off. But aye, where do you think the score will be in the weekend? Uh, I'll go. I'll go two 0 Well, um, the same as you. I think it will be the the same team, but I think a bad will come in for Forest, and I think it will be two 0 as well. Uh, so hopefully either 2-0, 3-0, whatever it is, just get the win and go into the Rangers game next midweek, four points minimum behind, and try and get it down to a point. That's all we can that's all we can do. Definitely. But, uh, Ross County, by the way, Ross County are going alright now. I know they, they got beat aye. last night, but this young boy in the wing looks a player, so you never know. Aye. I would find I mean, on paper, you would fancy Rangers to, uh, to win. But if if they don't go into it, I mean, we know they're going to get every 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 fucking help my hand they can get. <laughs> so <laughs> you just need to hope that Ross County they what they can to try and minimise that, and they'll give them any reason. Aye, I'm not going to say the trigger word. Don't say it, <laughs> especially that... after, especially after that disgrace yesterday. Aye, well, listen, we'll end it on that note. Uh, <laughs> And we'll move on to... I was getting, the... co- I was getting, I was getting coiled there. I, was ready I know, I could oh, see okay. it. I could see it. <laughs> Every podcast has been like 45 minutes the last three weeks. John's back on and now we've got a six-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my fault sorry, as well, Tom Shite. Right, but anyway, we'll like move you. on to the... We'll move on to the quiz and get this wrapped up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when John... Uh, Willie beats John. <laughs> John gets some right. All wrong conclusion. <laughs> uh, right, so this quiz I've went with like a sort of the Vim Janssen, the season that he was there, just that that sort of subject, if you like. Um, so we can how it works: five questions, best of five, whatever. I've probably <laughs> said that right, but <laughs> so no, it's uh, best of five. You're right. Aye, uh, best of five. Uh, question one is what. Well, what was written on the players' tops when they collected the trophy that season? Smell the glove. Smell the glove. 1-0, oh, John. Well done, John. Question two. Who scored Celtic equal- Celtic's equaliser at Easter Road in Janssen's first league match? Oh. That is a tough one, that, because there's other things for that game you remember above Aye. that. <laughs> Just say a name, yeah, Tossers. Let's go. Larson. No. Jackie McNamara. No. You'll give us one more guess each. <laughs> Defender, big centre half. Stubbs, Who? Stubbs. No. I said Did you say John? No, it was uh, Malky McKay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, right, question three. Who was Janssen's assistant that season? Murdo McLeod? Yep. Fuck. One each. I couldn't get his name. One I couldn't get, couldn't get to it. <laughs> I was like, up, up, up. <laughs> uh, question four. Which Janssen signing made his debut on November 8th, 1997 at Ibrox? Paul Lambert. Well done, John. Fair play. Topper. Uh, question five. What was the score in the final match of the season against St. Johnson? 2-1. No. 2-1. Who said that? I said it first, but I had a, I already had a go, so John should probably get it, to be fair. I think we said 2-1 at the same time there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear first? I don't know. I, I think I heard Willie kind of first, it. to be honest with you. I think it was Willie. Right. But he said 2-1 two, two, and then... It, I did right, say 2-1 okay. first, so... Aye, and then I think he said 2-0, but... Uh, right, well, make it interesting. It's right down to the last question. <laughs> this is it. Uh, what was the... Uh, what number was on... Uh, sorry, can't even read. <laughs> what number was Bratback wearing when he scored the title goal? Who said 
Aye, well done, Wally. John, that was a travesty, man. You deserved that, kid. <laughs> I'm alright. I know, that's what I'm saying. You deserved it. It's a travesty at Wally, wasn't it? I it myself. That's who they are, He won it on a technicality. We'll get him that. Aye. Well, so you can play. Nah, well me. done. I'm actually, nah. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm happy I even got the, the ones I did. Paul Lambert's Aye. a shout, by the way. Ah, that was that was the the answer of the quiz. Like I didn't think any's would get that, because obviously at that time you could make signings throughout the season, pretty aye, much. So aye, it could aye. have been a number of players. So it was a good one to get. Uh, but I, I mean, that brings us to the end of the podcast. If you've enjoyed uh, me hosting and enjoyed yourselves, I have, mate. I don't think we've missed yes. even that much. To be fair, I think Steve, no. the best ever. In case anybody's wondering, any of the viewers are wondering where Stephen is, by the way, we actually took a, a vote in the podcast and voted him totally <laughs> off the podcast, so he's never coming back. <laughs> nah, we're, we're, we're joking, we're joking. We, we need nah, Stephen, we need that big got, silky Irish accent. Uh, he's got the COVID, so... Uh, uh, and and one, of, one of the other things we're doing, one of, like, obviously, Ross, outstanding job hosting, same with you the other night, William. Um, hi. It's we're trying to just mix things up a wee bit. Stephen's obviously been hosting the show since it started, uh, and we're all just trying to get everybody taking turns and everything else. So I think it's fantastic that you're all stepping up and doing the job. It's giving Stephen a wee break, and like I said, it's, it's allowed me to come back and no do it. So Aye. I'm loving it. And I, listen, I'm absolutely buzzing to be back as well. I've missed it. Aye. You don't know how many Aye, times I've been sitting me. watching the episodes and I've been editing the episodes, and I'm sitting. But you saying well? I said we missed on. I we missed on Mike. Aye, we did. Aye, we definitely did. Aye, because I, 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 I know where you're watching these episodes back, and I'm I'm editing them and that, and I'm getting I'm uploading them, and I'm sitting and like you're asking questions, and I'm like, I'm like, I wish I could answer that. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking pish. Aye, I, I just want to butt in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, ah, you're talking. I do. I sit. I listen back, and I'll butt in. I'm like, no. Ninety-nine percent of the viewers <laughs> probably say that as well. To be fair. Right. Listen, that's what you want. You want that interaction. Uh, I just Aye. want to say a couple of other things as well. Aye, uh, like it, I said, Ross, outstanding hosting, mate. Um, I think everybody's been fantastic when they've been asked to step up and do it. Uh, just quick update about stuff coming up. Um, obviously, we're looking to start. As as you know, our episodes go. We record on a Monday and a Thursday, and the episodes go out on a Tuesday and a Friday. At the minute, they're going out at 8 o'clock, Tuesday, Friday. Uh, and we do a premiere on YouTube where people can come and have a chat with us, but generally, most of us are generally there. Uh, and we're chatting to people if they, if they want to have a chat and get involved in the conversation and stuff as well. So I, I think that's fantastic, and thanks to everybody who's been coming and tuning in. Uh, we are actually looking to go live very soon, though, so we'll be able to do it live and we'll talk to you live and bring up comments and all that other stuff. Uh, so just keep tuning in, and thanks again for everybody's support, and it's been incredible, the journey that we've been on for it started. And while you, you touched on it, you said it perfectly, we're just six silly wee laddies just want to talk about Celtic, and it's just grew arms and legs, and we've, it's turned into this thing now. We've had Hollywood celebrities on, we've had ex-footballers on, we've got relationships building with other Celtic podcasts and they've all been really supportive of us and that and it's been fantastic so thanks to everybody who's been listening and tuning in and make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment all that other shit, cheers mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just echo that uh, but I just to finish off thanks uh, for coming on boys and uh, everybody stay well keep safe, hail hail <laughs>